A joyous welcome to all our listeners in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Shear Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will continue on in the Heavenly Authority series. Last time we ended with the Lord promising to take the ten northern tribes of Israel out of the hands of Rehoboam, Solomon's son, and give them to Jeroboam. So now let's return to the Sunday sermon as Pastor Greg continues to speak about Jeroboam and brings us into the final example from 1 Kings chapter 13 in the moving account of the man of God. So later on after Solomon dies and Rehoboam his son does not deal wisely with the tribes of Israel, they then turn to Jeroboam and those ten tribes make him king over Israel, fulfilling the word of the prophet Ahijah which God gave. God would now take and anoint Jeroboam as king over the northern tribes. But you know what happens to Saul and we've read about what happened to Solomon. They give an anointing the anointing is for the responsibility of doing justice and righteousness, but they turn from God, well, the same thing happens to Jeroboam. The same story over and over. And even as Solomon sins, Jeroboam sins. You read in chapter 12 of 1 Kings, verse 25, Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim and dwelt there. Also he went out from there and built Pinuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David if these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem. Then the heart of this people will turn back to their lord Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Therefore the king asked advice, How am I going to keep them from going back to Jerusalem when they're supposed to go back for the sacrifices, right? Therefore the king asked advice, he made two calves of gold and said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. And then it says, Now this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. He places one in Bethel and the other he places in Dan. And they make shrines on high places. And he takes and makes priests from every class of people who were not sons of Levi. And he ordains his own feasts. Not only do we have one golden calf as the Israelites coming out of Egypt, Jeroboam makes two golden calves. There's great apostasy. There's great falling away. And so we read and we come to this last example, the man of God. In chapter 13 of 1 Kings it says, And behold a man of God. And that's all we're going to know about this person. We're not going to find out his name. All we find out is that he's a man of God. Behold a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. So God's spirit comes upon him. The word of God comes upon him. And he makes the journey from Judah up to Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Jeroboam is there by one of these pagan altars. 
Then he, the man of God, cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, the child Josiah, by name, shall be born to the house of David, and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. And these things come to pass years later. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, who cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Arrest him, that his hand which he stretched out toward him withered, so that he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart, and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. So there's a great anointed upon this man of God. Jeroboam's hand withers when he tries to have him arrested. The altar splits just as was prophesied. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, Please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me, that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before. Then the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. But the man of God said to the king, If you were to give me half your house, I would not go in with you, nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall not eat bread nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. See, Jeroboam sees his hand healed. So he wants a little friendship with this prophet, just like Balak with Balaam. They're not concerned for truth. They're concerned for the manifestation of power. But God has given a word to this man that you go there, you speak the word against Jeroboam in the altar, and you come back by a different way. You don't stop. You don't eat bread. You don't drink water. You've gone the way you were supposed to go, then come back. You've done what you're supposed to do. Don't share in with anything they have. So he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Now verse 11, the second character. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel. And notice the man is introduced as a prophet. And his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went who came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he rode on it, and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. Then he said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you, nor go in with you, neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. 
For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread, nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. Now you can imagine the man of God must be thirsty and hungry. He knows what God has told him. He said to him, verse 18, I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. An angel told me you can come to my house. And then the scripture says, he was lying to him. He was lying to him. Now the Bible says he's a prophet. Well, is he really a prophet, this old man? We're going to see in a moment he is a prophet. And yet, what he's telling the man of God is not true. You have to be true to the leading the Holy Spirit gives you. You have to test anything you receive from anyone else. Because prophets lie. We're looking at someone who obviously has a sincere heart here, the man of God who's on a mission that God sent him. And this old prophet who we'll see is anointed by God and yet is a liar. And he's lied in a sacred thing. He's lied about an important thing. He said he's seen something that hasn't happened. Well, is he really a prophet? So, verse 19, he went back with him. And he ate bread in his house and he drank water. Sometimes, if you're hungry and thirsty, you want to hear somebody tell you, oh, God said it's okay. So he accepts what this prophet tells him. And the man of God goes back with him. Verse 20, now it happened as they sat at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. He is a prophet. God can't speak through him. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah saying, thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate bread, and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. God's punishment for the disobedience is revealed by a prophecy out of the mouth of this old prophet who was the one who lied to the man of God and caused him to sin. Do you see it? You see with Balaam? Aaron and Miriam, we saw it with Saul, now you see it with this prophet of God. Sometimes he prophesies from God. Sometimes he lies and tells something he wants to accomplish. So it was, verse 23, after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk, that he saddled the donkey for him. The prophet saddles a donkey. And when he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him, the man of God. Verse 24. And his corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the corpse. And there men passed by and saw the corpse thrown on the road, and the lion standing by the corpse. Then they went and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Now when the prophet who had brought him back from the way notice that expression he brought him back from the way the man of God was on the way of God and this prophet gets him off the right way brought him back from the way he said 
Is it the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord? Therefore the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him. Now the word of the Lord said that his corpse would not go back to the tomb of his fathers. Here the prophet is embellishing and saying, Therefore the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him. So he spoke to his son, saying, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled it. Then he went and found his corpse thrown on the road, and the donkey and the lion standing by the corpse. The lion had not eaten the corpse, nor torn the donkey. So it wasn't like the prophet thought it was going to be. The word that the Lord gave the prophet was true. The man of God's body would not return home. But you can see the holiness around this man of God, that God does this miracle that the lion will not touch the body. The lion doesn't even touch the donkey. This is a sight that the people see. This was a holy man. This was a man of God who was led astray by a lying word from a prophet. Thank you for listening to the program today. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for Sheer Jeshub.